The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Ten minutes after eight. Thanks for tuning in to AM Live. Well, this morning we are hosting a Metro Rail, and this is as a consequence of many messages that we got from our listeners uh, complaining about the service that they receive from Metro Rail. So we are going to open the lines bright and early, 0891-104-208, so that we can get as many of your queries in. If you're a train commuter and we see many of those messages coming through daily, do call us and you'll have an opportunity to speak to uh, Miss Lillian Mufukeng, who is the PRASA spokesperson, who uh, joins us from our Pretoria studios. Uh, thank you so much for your time this morning, Miss Mufukeng. Good morning, Sakina, and to all our listeners and commuters out there. So just getting straight to it, um, last week, uh, as PRASA and Metro Rail in particular in the headlines, when two trains collided at Ilansfontein, one person was killed, at least 50 were injured, and the preliminary investigations, it seems, would show that the crash might be due to multiple protocol violations, so human error in that instance. And then, of course, uh, yesterday, last night, two trains were set alight and... And um, uh, shops were also looted at the Cape Town station and commuters going on the rampage in reaction to lengthy delays, things which they tell us about every day. And then you look at some of the communication coming out of Prasa and Prasa is promising that service is going to get better, but it will be working by 2034. Does this mean that Metro Rail users will have to wait for 17 years for decent service? Sakina, thank you. It's important that I clarify that I'm the spokesperson for Metro Rail in Gauteng. However, the challenges that we experience and that commuters are experiencing in Gauteng are not necessarily different to what is experienced in other provinces. Yes, um, we, we did have a train collusion last week, um, and which was unfortunate. We always strive to try and minimize delays and uh, uh, whatever unfortunate incidents like collusions to the best of our ability. And any train collusion, including the one that uh, occurred at Elansfontein, is not necessarily having one issue that could have been a key contributory factor. We have done, uh, we have seen that RSR did their uh, investigation and they did release their preliminary report. However, we are also doing our internal investigation. We've got a board of inquiry that is fully set up to ensure that we leave no stone unturned and we get into the, all the key contributory factors that could have led to the train collusion. We are saying one is too many in our system and we unfortunately cannot do it alone we depend also on other stakeholders including communities where for example in instances like the one that led to 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 the recent accident train uh, cable theft is experienced we expect communities to really rally behind us and understand that when a cable is stolen it does not only affect metro rail it also affects the economy of the province as we are caring people that are going to work and employers will necessarily be inconvenienced in a great way in making sure that that economy is is sustainable so is uh, the theft of cables is that the only reason for the delays uh, that we usually hear of 
No, 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 no. It's not only cable theft. Remember, we operate a kilometer track of uh, 1,380 in Johannesburg alone. We run trains uh, almost about 23,000 uh, per month that we operate just in Gauteng. So you can imagine when we operate an, an open system of 1,380-kilometer uh, track, you find people crossing railway lines uh, illegally at uh, from one area to the other. Others understandably saw that they are going to school. They are being hit by trains. Uh, if a train hit a person, unfortunately, you can't just allow all other trains that are coming behind that one to just continue. There's a process that we need to go uh, through with the pathologist removing the body, ensuring that we know there's dignity still for the person that is unfortunately hit by a train. And those we find a lot in human and at informal settlements as well, where we are seriously having challenges and engaging the province and the cities to help us to try and minimize these informal settlements that are within our railway reserves. So in some cases, we find people stealing not just cable yeah, that is underground or, or overhead cable, but they still even signal uh, components, infrastructure components. There was one incident as well where you'll find people putting uh, their own shacks just in the middle of a, a, a track, you know, which obviously means that train services will definitely be affected. So there are a lot of issues that affect our 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 delays but we are still saying we strive we and work very hard we've got competent men and women within our system that really work around that log to ensure that we minimize where possible but we depend on the communities to work hand in love with us and ensure that they also report some of these incidents in some cases you find that your uncle is the uh, service provider in your what not you call is is mainly the provider in your household and then that uncle buys uh, steals cable. We call upon the learners in who or the the family members to actually report this uncle so that we can try and minimize arrest and see how best we can be able to redirect the energies of the people who have skill in other areas that we can maybe utilize in the long run. So, how do you communicate with people when a train is running late? Zagina, communication is a, a challenge. We do have a form of communication. We request learners, uh, uh, our commuters to actually register on our different stations for us to be able to send them SMSs and WhatsApp messages for the corridors that they travel. But over and above that, we've got Go Metro that we also utilize that strives to give real-time information in terms of the movements of train. It's not as accurate, uh, 100% as accurate. Sometimes it will say in 5 minutes or 15 minutes and then it becomes 20 minutes. So we also have our, our Facebook page as well that we are trying to keep updated in terms of major delays that uh, people can experience. But I must admit that we are not fully fleshed, 100% operational in as far as our communication is concerned, purely because our trains do not necessarily have a public address system where a driver can actually immediately communicate with commuters that are on board the train. 
And that happens also and frustrates our commuters, especially when the train stops at in the middle of a section, because when they are in the platforms, at least they can still get our pub, uh, announcers that announces if there are change of uh, platforms for different trains or any information that we need to share. But when they are stuck in the middle of a section, that is when actually we are experiencing pro, uh, problems. And then we depend also on the pastors that actually preach in some of the coaches to say we have already started collating their information to say they are already on board the hawkers that are there we are starting hawker forums where we are actually trying to use them to share information with commuters because they would be in the system either from the market or uh, coming in and out of the station so we depend on them to also edify our efforts in terms of communi- uh, communication is concerned. There are radio stations, uh, mainly SABC radio stations, that also support our efforts. They give us actually slots in the mornings and afternoon where we update commuters in terms of uh, transport, uh, train traffic uh, reports, uh, particularly in Gauteng and KZN and Western Cape. What about the modernization program um, that the president has spoken about? About. And given that Prasa has already refurbished 291 um, metro rail and 298 Shoshaloza mail coaches, how much of that has taken new technology on board? Because when you talk about Facebook, um, how are your passengers meant to access that on your train? The beauty of modernization program uh, is that we are actually having PA systems within the trains. So currently we've got 12, 12 trains that we are operating in our Mamelodi corridor. The Mamelodi commuters, if they are out there listening, they can call and give us their uh, immediate res- uh, experience of our services. It's working well. It is actually in the class of, or if not uh, above the class of your how train, where they literally get information uh, as they journey in, in, within that particular corridor. We are hopeful that with the rollout program and plans, for the modernization, soon it will be a, real, a reality that our commuters will definitely experience a world-class service across, including in other provinces. What is soon? Well, according to the plans for now, the program is a 2030 program. But remember, with the rollout efforts, we are already trying to close out Pretoria from Mamelodi side. We will be rolling out to all other regions because remember, Sakina, as I've said, that we are operating an open system. What is required is not only about taking the train and putting it onto the tracks. It's about ensuring that the entire corridor is modernized. Our signaling system, fencing, we are, all, we are putting fencing across and around all the, the entire corridor to ensure that the, some of the challenges that we are experiencing with the open system are actually minimized so that the whole line is secured and we don't necessarily have people being able to cross uh, the, the railway tracks and also have people who are actually misbehaving and stealing our cable. So we are doing that, and yes, it is a very ambitious program, but at the end of the day, the commuters out there will definitely experience a better service.
Well, we are in conversation this morning with Miss Lillian Mufuking, who is the Metro Rail spokesperson, uh, speaking to us from our Pretoria studios. And I did indicate that we will open the lines earlier. So you can give us a call on 0891-104-208. You can SMS us on 40938, Twitter, Facebook at AM Live on SAFM. And let me start by running through some of the messages there as uh, we uh, line up the calls. Wandile Kuzwayo says, appalling service offered by Metro Rail. It's just another indication that this government doesn't take people of South Africa seriously. Maria Petsane says uh, the uh, Metro Rail representative is exposing the very weakness in their systems. How do you depend on commuting um, uh, pastors and pass messages through them and hawkers? Uh, the litigator says, um, no, uh, Ms. Mofoking is lying. They don't communicate when the train is late. Sometimes we wait for more than an hour. Olufonsu says, the habit of destroying public property, though, needs to stop. Burning of trains in Cape Town by angry commuters is despicable in every way. Uh, Wamputi says um, the trains are owned by government and by extension by us as commuters. Burning them doesn't uh, resolve the planning and scheduling issues. Uh, Zastro uh, says trains burning must be condemned in the strongest possible terms. We are poor and we can't afford private transport. And Tabi says how do we expect train operations to run smoothly when we can't even procure trains with the correct specifications. And Spusiso Shabangu says, ask the lady why there is a gap between the 4.30 to 5.30 trains from Joburg to Pretoria, while to uh, Joburg they have trains um, many trains every day. So just some of the comments coming through. Perhaps a response to Spusiso on that question about the gap uh, between trains and the difference in commuting to Johannesburg and from Johannesburg to Pretoria. The fact that at least there are uh, commuters that are co- helping us to condemn the acts of burning of trains. The reason why we are actually having the gaps is as a result of these trains that are being burned. You can't expect to burn a train now and expect it to be back in service tomorrow. There are more trains that are banned, and we have seen over the past uh, two or three years that it is becoming a habit where uh, Commuters literally ban trains because they are angry that the trains are late, and the next day they expect us to be able to run full service. One train, Sakina, runs about 12 to 13 trips a day. So if you take one train out that is banned, then it means your 13 trips per day is definitely going to be out in that particular corridor. So it's unfortunate that we do not, it's, uh, running trains and fixing uh, our coaches is not like buying bread over the counter. You need to go through a process. Sometimes it takes about six months to be able to fully repair and, and refurbish. Sometimes it even takes longer. So we really, really de- are dependent on communities out there to help us to fight this issue of um uh, burning trains but at the same time that does not uh, leave us out of the picture because we also have a responsibility to ensure that we secure by far as where possible our system our assets and we do that we spend quite millions of money in trying to ensure that we secure our assets but it's unfortunately not necessarily enough because our core mandate and core function is to operate trains, to make sure that trains are operated safely. And uh, the sad part is that the same drivers that work so hard in trying to ensure that train uh, 
commuters are not late for work, trains are not bent, commuters are not agitated and frustrated, are also attacked and assaulted as and when trains are um, not running uh, according to schedule. So we really are having challenges. We are not saying that all is... But this has been going on for the longest time, Ms. Mufuke. But I think it is now at the worst levels now. But, but, but where, at, at, at what point do we turn the situation around? For as long as I can remember, I used to commute uh, via train when I was at Varsity. And it was the same thing. The, ter- the train would just stop in the middle of nowhere and you could sense the agitation uh, you know, of the commuters. People need to get to work. They're going to get into trouble, perhaps even lose their jobs. And it's been going on since before I used a train and it's still going on. When does it stop? It will definitely stop as soon as we partner with communities and communities themselves take ownership of these assets. There's a, a, a one of our listeners that wrote there that it, it is not just a metro rail or a government asset. It is an asset that is provided by government for, for, for communities to be able to uh, engage, whether going to school or serving uh, other economic interests. So obviously we need to guard these trains with pride. Granted. Most of the time, most of the time when this um, vandalism happens, there are onlookers, there are people that would actually literally be passing by and watching these things. But none of them will even take with their fancy cell phones pictures of the perpetrators to help us identify and arrest and try to deal with the element of criminality within our system. So we, we strive to do it with the police, but we still call upon the communities because they even know these people better. They are literally traveling and witnessing all these incidents when they happen. I will grant you, um, you know, the issue of vandalism and that people need to do more. But I will also put it to you that that is a cop-out because I was using a train back in the day when vandalism wasn't particularly an issue. And even then, there were problems. So, which is why I'm asking, you know, is there really a sense of urgency as far as the passenger rail agency is concerned with regard to addressing this issue? Uh, Because I can't help but wonder, um, is this because we are dealing again with a class issue, the poorest of the poor, so therefore it is not as urgent in getting it right. We'll just talk about how people just go on the rampage and the communities are stealing this and that, uh, whereas there's absolutely no urgency to actually get it right. The issue of vandalism, Sakina, you are right. It has always been there, even during the times of your varsity days, because even if people just litter on our railway tracks, unfortunately, a train driver is not necessarily uh, trained to be able to get off the train and look at whatever that is dumped on our railway tracks to be able to ascertain if it's a bomb or if it's just rubbish and remove it. They need to make sure that it's safe, the railway track is safe. There are technicians that must come from different depots to come and sort out and look at the track to ascertain that it is safe for them to operate a train. Even littering is part of the key contributory factors that delays our train, as small as it might sound. Uh, But if there's a dustbin that is on the track, unfortunately, you can't risk the life of 1,800 people that you are carrying in, in, in one train to go through that particular thing. Our drivers, unfortunately, have also a responsibility to ensure that they have to prioritize safety, not only for themselves, but for the people that they are carrying within the trains.
Well, let's take a call uh, before we go to the news break, and we'll take more afterwards. Hiron is calling us from Cape Town. Good morning. Uh, good morning to you, Irina and uh, Lillian, and also your guests. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a train user, commuter, uh, but I am absolutely appalled by, by what's happening. I have friends and I've got family members, and uh, seeing other commuters whom I don't know uh, having to stand around at trains and uh, not having a, a, a scheduled train running on time. And um, I, I need to say this, I have uh, senior personal members that has visited my house in the past and still visits my house, and I do criticize them very, very constructively uh, with regards to the poor service. And um, I, unfortunately, Lillian, uh, sitting in that uh, studio, um, there's nothing that you will say that will satisfy um, our, our listeners and our commuters at this stage, because all the things you are saying with regards to vend, making use of vendors and pastors to com- communicate the information, that's absolutely, absolutely atrocious to expect uh, uh, communications uh, to take place of such a nature, uh, which is very, very important to, to our communities and our economy. Um, I have spoken to a private member as well, as well with regards to uh, cable theft. Uh, cable theft being uh, so rife, especially in the Western Cape, uh, surely uh, with uh, proper policing and uh, proper funding from your department and, 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 and uh, being assertive to see to it that this should stop, but it's ongoing and, and Prasa seems to be doing nothing about it. In fact, I think what they are doing is very little too late and making promises of such, such extended future uh, projects uh, to take place uh, uh, to alleviate our, our, our commuting uh, problem, it, 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 it's a pie in the sky and it's way too far ahead. And people are are suffering right now. They need to earn money. Our economy is is, is being badly affected. And um, to 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 Lillian uh, coming to to your studio, I don't think she's going to do anything effective. I won't be long now. Um, I've also spoken to one of your senior members. Uh, with regards to good strength that, uh, that sh- should run between Cape Town, Eastern Cape. Um, but the poor excuse that was given is that railway infrastructure, train line infrastructure is poor between the, the, the two. I remember traveling many years ago on, on trains uh, between the two cities, and what a lovely experience to have. And this train, unfortunately, is no longer running and um, causing heavy uh, um, uh, traffic uh, buildup on the, on the N2 between Cape Town and Port Elizabeth. Okay. And even there, you can see uh, uh, our, our systems uh, not functioning correctly. So please, Lillian, go to your seniors and, and, and ask them to, 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 to look at the fish that rots from the head down. And, and that is what they need to look at and removing people and putting people in proper positions that can deliver. And we are hosting Metro Rail this morning. As per your request, uh, many of you unhappy about the service that you receive uh, from uh, the rail agency. And uh, we are with Miss Lillian Mufuking, who's the spokesperson for Metro Rail, and taking your calls on 0891-104-208. Many, many messages coming through. Our very own Rolani Baloy in the newsroom says, I wish big business could work with Metro Rail to improve services. Workers late coming should be costing them a lot of 
as well. Couldn't agree more. Um, uh, Mr. Katlejo Hendricks says Metro Rail is making millions a day, so blaming vandalism and poor infrastructure is nonsensical. This is a class issue. Uh, Act 797 says uh, Sakina commuters aren't treated like customers in trains and stations. Very poor service delivery by Metro Rail. Spiwe Dubandlela says, SK, why is Metro Rail not investing on communication technology and what happened to the bus service when the trains run late? Tsepisa Mokwena says, what's the difference between the Gau train, Gau train and Metro Rail? If uh, there is political will, Metro Rail wouldn't have these challenges. Uh, Sianda Matlala says, hi SK, Metro Rail should stop playing with the poor. I've been there, expected to pay a full price uh, for two hours delay. And uh, Raymond Silinga says, I sat at the Cape Town station for three hours yesterday and I gave up and I took a taxi and mind you, I buy a monthly ticket. So where is that communication? Dave Kay in the Eastern Cape says, bring back the South African railways and put people with experience in charge. Martin uh, in Pumalanga says, to commute uh, between Pretoria and Johannesburg is two hours if you're fortunate. No communication whatsoever for delays. The service is hell, it's appalling, and it lacks dignity. And Kifilwe says, safety, safety. Two years ago, I was mugged in a metro train from Musenberg Beach to Cape Town by thugs. So safety, still an issue there. And then uh, I just want to read these two as well. Sam A says, uh, Ms. Mufoking, you can't fence off the people as security. You can still cut the fence. Uh, let's think smarter than that. And Sibatle Kosi says, um, I work for uh, TFR controlling trains. Uh, Prasa doesn't value its commuters. As TCO, uh, when we advise Prasa of options to speed up the processes when trains are late, Prasa officials are arrogant. And uh, uh, it, it, it uh, uh, is similar to what uh, the caller Hiram before the break was saying. So your response to all of that, Ms. Mufuking? Thank you, Sakina. I think um, everybody will definitely give input based on their experience, which we value. And that is what we use in terms of assessing the level of service that we give to commuters. The issue of investment in our train communication system, we are investing. We do have Railcom that we are in, in on board public address systems that we are installing in our old um, trains. We are not going to be waiting for the new trains to be rolled out. We are already rolling out the installation when we 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 look at general overhauls of our old coaches. We do install the public address system. Our signaling department is working around the clock to ensure that we try and fast track it for Gauteng. And I know it will soon also go to all other provinces. As I had already explained that I'm I'm more talking around the the issues of Gauteng. We do have a, also a face a, a clock system that we have introduced to try and say we want our commuters to be aware of the fact that at least maybe every 15 minutes or every 30 minutes there will be a train. I'm sure, Sakina, during your time, you would find a timetable that will say a train will arrive at four minutes past seven. So we are saying that it's confusing. It's confusing us from operation side, but also more so to the commuters as well. We want commuters to know that it's either every 30 minutes or every 40 minutes that they can actually experience 
and, and anticipate that there will be a train coming in their system. The lesser we, we, we bend the trains, the more trains that comes out of the general overhaul process will be able to add to the number of trips that I have mentioned. As I had said that we already are having around 23,000 trains that we are operating in Gauteng alone per month. The modernization program, we must not underestimate the impact that it will bring. Yes, uh, one would say, you know, you're talking about uh, 10 years from now or 20 years from now, but it is part of the investment plans that we are having in trying to ensure that we improve the services. We're taking each and every commuter, we value them, we value their support, and from a government point as well. That is why our services are highly subsidized, because we understand that they depend on this as a mode of transport uh, between their home, hospital, or even their work uh, environment. So we are making sure that the investment that we are getting from government, we redirect it properly in improving their services. Remember, there was a time when Metrorail was almost at a collapse stage. There was a time before there was this investment that we got for buying new trains. And the leadership at the time fought to ensure that we actually get more money injected into uh, the accrual of new rolling stock so that we can be able to uh, run the services. There was a comment also about the um, monies that people pay, um, the revenue that we are making, that we are making a lot of money. You know, contrary to popular belief, um, a lot of people travel free in our system. We find trains, people hanging outside trains, not because trains are full inside. They are hanging outside trains because they are actually even scared that they would meet a ticket examiner inside the trains uh, to try and ask for a train ticket. So we really call upon the uh, commuters out there as well to say it is for their own good, you know, for them to pay for the minimal amount of money that we charge in our system to be able to transport them safely. It is not uh, true that... uh, Everybody that is within the system pays. A lot of people do a, a fair evasion, and it really affects our operations negatively. But as again, well. what are you doing about this? Because you have to maintain, uh, you know, the proper running of the system. So you go on the how train. You can't even chew gum. Why would you, as Metro Rail, allow people to hang out uh, outside of the train? We do not allow them, Sagina. We, we, we have a commuter behavior challenges that we are busy addressing. And as I have rightfully said that it is not only dependent on us. It starts with the, the, the mother, the father that leaves their house in the morning being responsible to say I am a parent I'm going to work and I'm going to 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 ensure that I I I I teach even metro rail to treat me properly it is not our job to be forever chasing parents we call upon them to say their behavior is what the young ones are actually even learning if they hang out of the trains and they put their own lives at risk. Some of them, they end up being hit by bridges when the train goes around caves, and it becomes another problem. But how uh, are you enforcing the rules? 
We are we are forever uh, working with the police and law enforcement agencies to ensure that we, unfortunately, we don't have security in each and every coach, each and every train, but we do random checks where we go uh, with our own um, security officials and the police to try and minimize and patrol these different high-risk corridors. We identify high-risk corridors, same as fencing where people uh, take down the fencing. We do have hotspot areas where we try by all means to ensure that we invest in terms of security around those particular areas. But it will be a miracle-round because if the the same people that you are saving are not actually owning up to the, the, the whole program, it will it will take us backwards and forwards forever. So hence we are calling upon commuters out there, communities to say, let's own up to this asset. It's our asset. If you see somebody breaking a wall, report that particular person so that we can be able to minimize these see, risks that we Therein see. lies the problem because that defeatist attitude is not going to take us anywhere. But let's go back to the lines. 891 Buraki and Valcom, good morning. Good morning, Mesakina. Welcome. I'm just a little surprised. I think our government does not take us serious in the sense that we are a poor country that depends on railway, but they seem not to really get on board to make sure that we've got good transportation. Because most of our people don't have cars, and yet trains are breaking every day. When you listen in the morning, I feel so bad because I once worked for Transnet. Every time that a train is broken, that a train broken, it will be late with 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Obviously, that works on people. I don't see any urgency on the side of the government to make sure that really the yeah. checks are really done properly. And then the fencing thing. There's no fencing. Some years ago, train lines were fenced properly. And then another thing that I might also mention, Sakina, I was traveling between Bethlehem and uh, I think in Heidelberg. The railway checks are gone. I mean, these things were there. Infrastructure was there. It's not there anymore because nobody cares. Those days there were police in the train. Every morning, whatever time there should be police there guarding, there were people riding horses along the railway tracks, checking on the fences, checking on anything. But these days there's nothing at all. So obviously, really, I don't think the really our government is taking us serious. Well, it's unfortunate. Thanks. Thanks, Baraki. Sibatle Mate says, no skills transfer, transfer from the ex-Puris. They left with valuable knowledge retrain ops as a whole and the current crop of people seemingly not knowing what they are doing. Kolani in Matlotsane, good morning. Good morning, SK. You know, the South African, they should really not believe anything that the Ms. Mifugan is saying to you because this is what happened. The only time we can see trained running well, it's when you see the top management of Metrolail also using the same Metrolail to work. It means now they'll be they'll able to see the problems that are affecting the commuters. Now you see them, they're driving BMWs, Benz to work. They don't know the problems. They only come and report something that they don't know. I think it's time now maybe you breed horses as a mode of transport to work. They are more reliable than Metrolail. That's the only thing they should do now. If the lady is there at a that is true. She, t- she can tell me that starting next week, she'll always go to work using Metro Rail. Then I think we can see the changes in the next year or two. But as long as they are using their own comfortable transport to work, then must not expect anything, you know.
That's all I want to say, Sister Kim. All right. Thanks for the call, Olani. Nonsansa in Ladysmith, good morning to you. Good morning, Sakina and Lillian in the studio. Welcome. Um, we, I would like to like, specifically, specifically condemn the destroying of infrastructure. We are gradually becoming a society that has inherited a habit of destroying our own facilities that we need. But on the same token, I am really disturbed with the fact that um, the metro rail has had problems for years, long coming, and it sounds like there is serious poor planning on their part because every operation has its risk assessment. They know the potential problems that they're going to encounter. They plan for them, and they expect them, and when there's a problem, it shouldn't actually go to an extent of disrupting their services. But what I'm hearing at this moment is, is more of a blame to commuters. Um, Metro Rail is not taking responsibility of the problems that they've inherited and lived with without solving in time for a very long period. So it's really not going to take them anywhere for them to sit down, look at their drawing boards, look at their strategies. How are they going to come out of the situation themselves without asking commuters what to do? Because commuters at this stage are very frustrated. They are not in any position to make any sane decision about services that they feel that they are not getting the way they should. On the last note, I, I am really worried about how they communicate. I mean, you cannot place a responsibility of communicating such important information through commuters themselves. In this age, we have a lot of problems with hoax messages going around, with social media, fake news. How do you then communicate important information to your commuters via pastors, vendors in, in the train? It's, it's irresponsible. They need to jerk up their communication strategies. They need to go out there. They need to also increase enforcement on their rails so that they deal with the problems instead of pushing blame and looking at people and expecting other people to solve their problems as an organization. I think I'm really concerned with their stance at this stage, asking people to do this, to change behavior. What are they willing to do to change the situation, which has lasted for decades and decades? Well, thank you so much, Nonsanta in Ladysmith. Mohammed in Cape Town, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? Very well, thank you. Sakina, there's a couple of things listening to your show. I would like to bring to your attention the thing of overcrowding at the, at the train, uh, on, on the coaches. Normally in the morning, people got different times at the start. Well, today isn't much overcrowding in the morning. In the afternoon, people normally say till 5 o'clock, and there's a problem with overcrowding. What I've noticed in Cape Town, what we will call first class and third class, I'm old school. First class will have four coaches, and third class will have four coaches. So the third class is always overcrowded in comparison with the first class. So people actually are afraid to go into the first class because if the guards catch them, they're going to actually lock them up and find them. So I think little rail should be rather be a little lenient or actually add another extra third class coach so they can actually do away with a lot of overcrowding in the trains, number one. Number two, this issue of communication. I don't understand little rail how they actually think. If Nando's, if Ackerman, if pet stores can have their own radio station, why can't Metro Rail have one? All Whereby right. they can actually have it playing on the station where people can actually hear when the trains are running late, etc., etc. That's one way of definitely communication. I mean, we are listening to your radio, we're listening to the lady now, your guest. Mm-hmm. So if they have that on, on, the, on the station, 
most, most definitely people were listening, and also giving people access to Wi-Fi on the, on, on, on the stations. When a pop-up that comes, the moment they log on to onto Metro uh, uh, Wi-Fi, then the pop-ups come out of telling right, train running uh, delayed, whatever the case may be. That's the best form of communication. Rather than having pastors, the pastor got no time to say, hallelujah, the train is running late. I mean, people are going to say amen to that. So... <laughs> Mohammed in Cape Town, thank you so much. Dean, also in Cape Town, good morning. Good morning, Skinner, and uh, good morning to your guests. Yes, yeah, so just a couple of points. I mean, if you look at Metro Rail's website, if that's anything to go by, the last media release was uh, March uh, 26, 2015. I mean, that sort of speaks volumes about their communication. Um, if you go to their annual reports, the last one submitted on their website is 2012-2013. So it's definitely, you know, the, the, the general public just doesn't know what's happening. My concerns are safety. I mean, they always complain, complain about uh, vandalism on the train. I mean, these trains are docked in a secure yard. Where's the security on that? Um, let alone, you know, the, 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 the commuter safety. I mean, you, you've mentioned quite a few of those. Um, but I'd like to follow up on, on one thing. Um, in, in, in the Western Cape, in Musenberg, uh, there was an issue with the signaling um, at Falls Bay Station. Um, it's been down for, I think, about two or three months. Um, and a couple of cars have been, um, you know, uh, there's been some collisions in terms of uh, motor vehicles. And um, the latest we've been told is that this is only going to be done in September as it's been outsourced to some other countries um, in terms of what needs to be repaired. Um, which I think is ridiculous. This should be done here. Um, and I just wanted to get a comment on that. I mean, if their website is anything to go for, uh, go, go with, doesn't that sort of give you an indication on, on, on what's happening on the ground? Thank you so much, Dean. A final one from Gerald before we get a response from Lillian. Good morning, Gerald. Oh, so, you know, just the first thing is cable theft. Uh, the government needs to ban the export of scrap copper because this industry is driven by those so-called legit businesses who are front for this criminal activity. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for the commuters, it's like everything else in this country. They've got to put their hands up and accept responsibility. You cannot vote the corrupting ep to govern the country and expect it to run properly. They appoint the corrupting ep to every sphere of government, to every parastatal. They loot it. They appoint their cronies who are totally incompetent. So uh, you can't give your vote away for the first person that gives you a T-shirt who's got a litany of criminal charges against him and expect anything to to work properly. The third thing is the issue of burning of uh, public property every time there's a dispute. That has to be addressed. These people have to be arrested and given lengthy jail systems. We live in a constitutional democracy. You can take any dispute you like to a politician, you can take it to a political party, or you can take it to a court. Thanks, Gerald. Let me read a few messages as well. The Noble Vine says, SK, why does public equate to poor and shoddy, but private synonymous with excellence? I am in everything. And then a few others as well. Um, uh, Monwabisa says, uh, it seems like your guest is rather outsourcing her employer's responsibilities to the mothers and fathers. Um, as it sounds, these issues will forever be there and spokespersons will try to spin it every time. Um, no warning shots fired here, says uh, the CEO of Tata Indica drives a Tata. It spells trust and confidence. Does Lillian use Metro Rail daily? If not, 
Why not? Inati uh, says uh, Metro Rail Cape Town don't communicate with commuters at all. Take people from station and stop in the middle of nowhere in J. And then uh, Leon Ziba says, right now I'm stuck between Harfield and Claremont in Cape Town. No communication and the train is already two hours late. Joanna says, what would it take to have a modern, professional, safe, reliable rail system? Cape Town traffic is horrendous, uh, moving to a crisis. And Chris Maxson says, isn't it a skills development and job creation opportunity to repair these trains? Partner with higher education and training, etc. cetera. Uh, Lillian Mufukeng? Thank you very much. There are very good inputs that we received. I think the issue of communication, I was the first one to admit that we are having challenges and we are uh, dealing with it. Um, there's a good input in terms of a radio station and we are actually in the process of uh, uh, looking at that. We once had a commuter FM that operated across the country. Unfortunately, we could not maintain it because of the levels of vandalism. But we are exploring other means, even including partnering with other radio stations especially community radio stations that are out there. The issue of pastors is uh, misunderstood. Uh, it is just an additional way of us trying to ensure that in those trains in, 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 uh, that we do not have an ad- a public address system, we are actually able to ensure that the messages get out there. We, com- we commute communities. In our one coach, you find that People even know each other and the sharing of information happens spontaneously. There's no hallelujah that a pastor does in the sermon, but it's part of them having their other smaller groups where we are using as opportunities for us to share information. We do have um, social media uh, platforms, uh, other posters and the traditional announcers that are now announcing better actually even uh, than the previous times where we will actually use them or have a perception that they sing when announcing. So communication is top on our list. Safety and efficiency is also top on our list to ensure that people can actually know when is the next train coming? If it's not coming, we will be able to say to them, why is it not coming? And so that they can be able to make alternative transport. The issue of buses, one train takes 1,800 people. And unfortunately, you'll need about 80 to 100 uh, buses to be able to transport commuters at the speed at which we will we would have done with with the trains. We first prioritize fixing a train if we are having a breakage before we can actually even consider buses because we do not necessarily own uh, millions of buses that are parked somewhere for us to be able to wait for the unfortunate incidents to occur. But where possible, we do have buses. They would never be enough to take everybody at the first lens and we try very hard to ensure that where possible we provide alternative transport. Final comments. Uh, Kolani Trevan Lovu says, train commuters are not animals. They are people like you and you need to improve your service, guys. To me, it seems like you're not doing enough to resolve the crises that exist. And uh, Petem Timde says, there's poor service and that we get from Prasa. The worst thing, no one informs us at stations. This morning, I arrived at a station in Nansfield at 6 o'clock, but the train only arrived at 7. And London Tom says, they don't care 
There's no question about that. And a final comment from poor innocent Mashaba who says, it seems like trains are free in Pretoria. Kopanong Station to Barracks, you get a free ride because from 8 until 4 p.m. you won't see any security in the station or inside the trains. And that is why there are Nyaupe boys who keep violating the passengers who bought tickets going to work. And you find that some coaches have few passengers and a lot of Nyaupe boys and sadly if they attack you people can't assist ask the lady to look into that please Sakina it makes people avoid trains and just the final quick one uh, Lulam uh, no she's not there unfortunately Ms. Lillian Mufugeng we're going to have to leave it there uh, we are hopelessly out of time but thank you so much for speaking to us this morning and we hope that you know we will see some improvement sometime soon thank you we definitely will and that was Lillian Mufuking, a Metro Rail spokesperson. It's just after nine. And thanks for your participation. It's time now for the news with Nomsa Mluli.